This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Bourbon Heritage Month continues front and center. We celebrate the Native American spirit, predominantly made from corn grown in the U.S. of A. Back from Miami, where I attended the Padron 50th anniversary celebration. What an evening it was. I will fill you in some big news in the world of cigar acquisitions. Of course, we'll be enjoying bourbon. I've got three magnificent bourbons that I will be enjoying today, and our special guest in our number two will be Harlan Wheatley, master distiller of the Buffalo Trace Distillery up in Kentucky. And I have two of their fine offerings that I'll be enjoying today, including their eponymously named Buffalo Trace. If it's about Buffalo, being from Buffalo originally, you know I'm going to like it. And the Eagle Rare Single Barrel, along with some Makers 46. We are ready to enjoy Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers. Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. America's Alpha Male front and center. Command Center Alpha. Humidor 1A here back in the Cigar City. If you care to join us nationwide, Alpha Male Pleasure conversational hotlines are now open. At 877-DAVE-007, that is 877-328-3007. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Follow me on Twitter at CigarDaveShow, Facebook.com slash CigarDave. In fact, I already posted uh, on uh, Facebook and Twitter a picture of the bourbons and cigar selection that I will be enjoying. And if you are not salivating by the time that you see that picture, something is very wrong, I would go see a doctor immediately because chances are you'll be diagnosed with beta male syndrome. This week, some big news in the world of cigars. General Cigar acquired Tarano Cigars Brands. They did not buy Tarano Family Cigar, the entire company. It was strictly an asset purchase. Now, I received some interesting commentary on this after I posted it at Twitter and Facebook. And a number of people are concerned about the integrity of the brands, the quality of the brands. A number of people remarked about uh, how when General Cigar took over CAO, some of the, the brands changed in terms of taste complexion. Maybe yes, maybe no. But in many of the instances, General Cigar is already making a number of the Tarano Cigar brands. But... The acquisition, according to uh, General Cigar, will strengthen their market position and enhance the company's product mix to deliver greater value and innovation to its retail consumers and customers. It will also allow General Cigar to further expand its exceptional portfolio of leading brands by offering opportunities within the company's international footprint while presenting significant growth potential in the domestic market. Sounds like a Wall Street attorney wrote that. Probably did. 
So let me give you a little synopsis. Essentially, they are purchasing the brands from uh, Taranio Family Cigars. I spoke to Charlie Taranio this morning before the show, and he said, you know, General, I've got mixed feelings because our family's been in the cigar business, whether it was growing tobacco in Cuba or manufacturing uh, or our, our current company for over 100 years. And he said, our family and our company has been doing business with General Cigar for well over 50 years. So he said, it, I'm, I'm, it's very ambivalent. He said, when we looked around at the FDA potential regulation, when we looked around at the marketplace, the bigger are getting bigger. This was uh, an opportunity that uh, we could not pass up. And if you take a look at the Taranio cigar brands, especially if you look at the brands released over the last number of years, whether it's the Cameroon 1916 or whether it is the Exodus line or their Vault, which has been a phenomenal hit. In fact, many of their selections have been our Officers Club selections over the last number of years. All the cigars that Torano makes, excellent. Great price points, great value proposition, very, very well-made cigars. And you have to remember that Torano Cigars own two factories, Latin Cigars de Honduras and Latin Cigars de Nicaragua, where they made brands such as the CAO, all the Toranos, and the Dunhill. When Scandinavian Tobacco Group bought CAO, this has got to be now maybe four years ago or so, three, four years ago. Actually, it was about uh, right about four years ago, and they closed, I think, about three and a half years ago. Torano sold the two factories, Latin Cigars to Honduras and Latin Cigars to Nicaragua, to Scandinavian Tobacco Group. And then Scandinavian Tobacco Group merged with General Cigar's parent company, Swedish Match, in 2010. And Scandinavian Tobacco owns 51% of, of the combined company. And in the next few weeks, Scandinavian Tobacco, ST Group, is going public. And they'll buy the remaining 49% of Swedish Match. So they already had familiarity with the Taranio factories, with the brands. And so it's a natural conclusion that General Cigar acquires all of the brands of Taranio, where at the two factories... The Latin Cigars to Honduras and Latin Cigars to Nicaragua, many of the Torano brands are still being made. The Vault and the Master Collection from Torano are produced at American Caribbean Cigars in Nicaragua. As of now, they will still be made there. General Cigar says they have no plans to move the production of those brands to another facility, but I would be a little suspect. If you own your own factories, why would you continue to make the cigars somewhere else? There may be a transition period. There may be a period in which the current factory continues to make those two brands, the Master Collection and the Vault. And it would not shock me within the next year to 18 months, those cigars are being made at one of General Cigar's numerous factories in Honduras or Nicaragua. So interesting changes in the world of cigars, and I think this is going to be the first. My prediction, there will be some other changes and some other mergers going on. Will the big get bigger? The answer is most definitely. On Saturday, I had the privilege and high honor to not only be invited but attend the Padron Family Cigar 50th Anniversary Celebration and Party. It was held at the Ice Palace Film Studios, uh, just north of downtown Miami. And I have to tell you, what I, th- I thought it would be a great party. There was no question in my mind. Anything that the Padrones do, George and Orlando, the whole Padrone family, they always do exceptionally well. Look at their cigars. 
I mean, look at their 1964, their 1926, their family reserve. And I'll talk about one of their new family reserves in just a bit because that's going to be my cigar litation selection today. But everything they do is always top-notch. And I was expecting a nice evening, a very first-class affair. When I got there, my expectations were surpassed by a multiplier of about 50. What an exceptional evening. About 1,200, 1,300 people attended Many people in the cigar industry, obviously, many other manufacturers. I saw Rocky Patel there. Uh, I saw Nish, uh, Nish Patel, Nimish Desai. He was there. A uh, number of the other manufacturers. I saw Javier Estadas from Altadas USA. Uh, many of the manufacturers, I saw the uh, uh, some retailers, people that were friends with the uh, Padrones, that are friends with the Padrones, that do business with them. They invited a just a ton of people, very, very well attended. I saw Lito Gomez. I saw Carlos Fuente Sr. It was a beautiful evening. You walked in. There's about a three, 4,000-square-foot area, and they needed a large area to be able to hold this party because not only did they want to have a great number of people to attend, and they invited, but what's the toughest part whenever you are throwing a party or a celebration and you want to be able to enjoy cigars? Finding a place that is cigar-friendly. Well, they did, because this is not a restaurant. This is a cinematic film studio, a big soundstage. So as you walk in, there's a, a nice building, nice, uh, a room of about three, 4,000 square feet. You came in, you checked in. They took pictures behind a, a beautiful uh, you know, red carpet with a, a Padron background that you see on many of the Hollywood-type uh, affairs. Walked in, bars, food, and they had a beautiful cigar bar. Anything you wanted from Padron. They had the 1926s in the Natural and the Maduro. They had the 1964s in the Natural and the Maduro. They had the Family Reserve. They had the 45-year I saw. I had a 46. I had a couple of 85s. And I had their brand-new Padron 50 Family Reserve exceptional. I'll talk more about that in just a little bit. The cigars were flowing. The libations were flowing. They had a, beauty, a beautiful Bacardi rum bar, bars everywhere. Food was exceptional. The entertainment off the charts. They had about a 30, 40-piece uh, Latin-themed uh, band that played outstanding and the capper of the night. They brought in 20 Brazilian carnival girls, the, the showgirls. And let me tell you, lieutenants, all 20 are eligible to be honorary members of my harem. Absolutely spectacular. I even have video, which I will post, of George Padron doing the conga line, and he was having a very good time having his hands uh, wrapped around the waist of one of these showgirls. It was a lovely evening over the top. Uh, Let's see, I saw Chuck Wagner from uh, Camus uh, Vineyards. They had their Camus wines there, beautiful, of course. Uh, love their their uh, their conundrum, all their Camus uh, uh, wines and their Pinot Noirs. Also met Jerry of Ben and Jerry ice cream fame. Apparently, he's a big Padron cigar connoisseur. And at the end of the night, they had uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream being handed out by these guys that were in uh, bicycles. And uh, looking at Jerry. Definitely would not think that he is a business icon. The guy looked like he was uh, back from the 1960s at Woodstock. But nice enough guy. Chatted with him for a few minutes. Politically, not even on the same page. He's a Bernie Sanders fan. Bernie Sanders, of course, the socialist 
Even though he says he's an independent, the guy is a commie socialist from uh, Vermont. Bernie Sanders, he talks like this. You know what I'm saying? He's always, everything's a problem. How dare you people make money? If somebody makes more than $5 an hour, it's a problem. It's okay for me. However, they get paid $175,000 to be a senator. However, everybody else, not acceptable. We should all share the wealth. That's the Bernie Sanders I'm talking about. Uh, John Sally. Former NBA player, was the master of ceremonies. He did a great job. He was very, very funny. He's a big Padron Cigar fan. A wonderful evening all the way around. Didn't get out of there until probably about quarter to two and had an early uh, flight back to the Cigar City. But an outstanding evening. I would expect nothing less from the Padrones. And I'm going to tell you about the Padron Family Reserve 50 years. Because I had had one or two before, but I think I had three that night. And then, of course, I had about four that I took with me. And when you left, they gave you a very nice uh, little goodie bag that included a Padron Family Reserve 50-year natural and a 50-year Maduro. I love them both, but boy, do I love that Maduro. Age 10 years, outstanding. So I will enjoy that cigar today, and when we conduct litation, I'll tell you more about that particular stick. We're going to get into some bourbon, got some other items that I want to get to, including two travesties that occurred in school situations. One in the D.C. public schools regarding a homework assignment that you will absolutely not believe, and another one about an army officer who was in full uniform dropping off his daughter to a Michigan, a Detroit suburban Michigan school. We'll tell you what happened with that absolutely outrageous. 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. I am America's Alpha Male-in-Chief, your General Cigar Dave. We conduct Alpha Male pleasure maneuvers coast to coast each and every week, and we're unapologetic. We are 100% Alpha Male, and we are option. You can now listen to the show 24-7, both online and through the General's new mobile app. Go to CigarDave.com for details. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access 
within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. A.J. Fernandez Cigars, known for producing consistently highly rated and sought-after cigars, is proud to unveil their latest cigar, New World. New World is a unique cigar which pays homage to the discovery of the then mystical smoking leaf called tobacco by the Europeans when their ships landed in what is now called the New World. A medium to full-bodied cigar with an amazing aroma. Smokers of New World will experience elements of sweetness, spiciness, and a very balanced and refined cigar. New World is a beautiful box-pressed cigar which is composed of a Jalapa binder, Viso Amatepe filter, Condega Lejero, Esteli Finca Soledad Lejero, and wrapped in a beautiful dark Nicaraguan wrapper. New World, a first-class cigar proudly launched by A.J. Fernandez Cigars. Experience this exceptional cigar and embark on the journey with New World. Stay connected with A.J. Fernandez by visiting us at www.ajfernandezcigars.com and follow us on Facebook. Maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. 877 Dave 007. A uh, little bit uh, after libation and libation ceremony maneuvers, I'm going to talk about uh, two absolutely ludicrous items happening in the happening in various schools, one in Washington, D.C., the other uh, at one of the Detroit suburban Michigan schools. That is absolutely incredibly offensive. If you are a patriotic American in any way, shape, or form. But first up, let's say hello to Joel up in Asheville, North Carolina. You are front and center. Good, long asses, General. Back at you. Uh, General, uh, I wanted to uh, comment about some stuff that's going on here in Asheville today. Um, they are getting ready to pass a no-smoking ban on the sidewalks to where we have several smoke shops in the city of Asheville where we can actually sit on the sidewalks and enjoy a very nice stogie. And these idiots in Asheville, and the majority of the people voted for them, are trying to take that right away. Not surprising. You know, I I had this conversation earlier this week, uh, and I, I briefly mentioned it on the show last week, that the people that are, whether or not you agree or disagree and you're pro-choice or not pro-choice, but I find it amazing that the people that are pro-choice, for a woman's right to choose, okay? And for, for this conversation, forget whether you agree with that or disagree or whatever your personal opinion, it's irrelevant. But what I find amazing is the people who are most vociferous and jump up and down and say, hey, listen, we believe that 
women should be pro-choice, that we're 100% pro-choice, women have the right to choose what they should do to their bodies, and I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. However, these same people are then the ones that say, but wait a minute, you should not be able to have a choice whether you want to enjoy a cigar, a libation, a steak, or a Twinkie. They're the exact same people. The hypocrisy is rampant. Oh, I agree, General. Uh, it, it baffles me. Um, you know, just for uh, sake of the conversation, I am actually one of those who who you would consider pro-choice. But at the same time, I think that you have to have a choice in all things. You That's can't right. Just limit it. That's you exactly have, right. You, you can't just limit it. Uh, if I'm not going to infringe on a woman's rights, then why should someone infringe on my rights? Exactly. And they will say, well, because this has to do with health and others, baloney. The argument holds no water. If you say that somebody should have the right to choose what they should do to their body in any way, shape, or form, then I should have the right if I want to ingest an alcoholic libation, smoke a cigar, consume a steak, or again, have a cupcake, whatever it is. And what I find, and I've got some other items that I'll get to talking about Michelle Obama's wonderful food crusade that has been an absolute unmitigated disaster where food where school districts across the country are losing millions and millions of dollars because students don't want to eat the garbage that she's dictating must be served in school cafeterias and again same time look at her we're pro, she's pro choice okay but she's not pro choice for allowing students to eat what they deem to be tasty and enjoyable so, I, and, and many of these people, I've been to Asheville numerous times, and what I find interesting, if you go into the city of Asheville itself, it's like uh, walking into Woodstock. You know, they're wearing the tie-dye t-shirts and uh, the Birkenstocks. Now, you go to the suburbs, it's certainly a little bit more conservative and a different, uh, different clientele, if you will. But what I find amazing is many of these people that I guarantee you are in favor of enacting a smoking ban are the people that were at Woodstock 40 years ago or whenever the hell it was saying, hey, we should have the right to enjoy our pod. We should have the right to enjoy this and make our own decisions. But now all of a sudden they shift and they say, well, it's okay for us. We should be able to enjoy our pod. But you having a cigar or a pipe on the sidewalk? No, we're not going to allow it. It is outrageous. Joel, I appreciate you bringing that to our attention. And one one of the things you must do, you and all the fellow cigar connoisseurs in Asheville, must show up. Make sure you show up to the city council meeting and you come out in numbers and make yourself heard. They're counting on the fact that you will be quiet, that you won't put up a fight. You must fight. You must show up. 99% of life is showing up. If you show up, they'll change their tune. Joel, I'm going to send you out the Padron 1964 anniversary to celebrate Padron's big 50th. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is Syndicato and the new Syndicato Maduro by Syndicato Cigars. The Syndicato is a square-pressed Nicaraguan Puro delivering a medium full strength with exquisite taste. Not a member of the Officers Club? Sign up today at CigarDave.com. The sword, a symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo. 
Inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers, celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities, blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros, crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage aged tobaccos, the first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich, majestic, complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo, a cigar of pure taste, and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today. And visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Welcome to The Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Lightation Maneuvers. Well, I mentioned that I was going to be enjoying a very special cigar today. And after attending the Padron 50th anniversary celebration last Saturday evening in Miami, downtown Miami, I have in my hands one of the numerous cigars that were given to me during the course of the evening, as well as I took a couple at the cigar bar, couldn't resist. I have the Padron Family Reserve, 50 years right in front of me. This is an absolutely magnificent looking cigar. Age 10 years. Now this is part of the Padron Family Reserve line. They started back with the Padron Family Reserve 44. Then they came out with the Padron Family Reserve 45 five years ago. And then they came out with the Padron Family Reserve 46, a little different blend. And then to commemorate the 85th birthday of Jose O. Padron, the founder of Padron Cigars, they came out with the Padron Family Reserve 85 years, which is a five and a quarter by 50 Toro. Well, now they've come out to celebrate 50 years each and every year. They're going to release the Padron Family Reserve 50 years. It's going to come out once per year to commemorate their 50th anniversary. The wrapper, like all the family reserves, age 10 years. Nicaraguan natural or Maduro wrapper. I've got the Maduro in my hand. Nicaraguan filler and binder. This is, I think, amongst the fuller of the Padron Family Reserves. Full, tasty, rich, but exceptionally smooth. Not a note of bitterness or harshness. It is an amazing cigar. It is a delightful cigar. It is a pure cigar from the perspective that you will enjoy each and every puff right down to the end. Great aroma, beautiful in the hand. I love the traditional Padron box pressing, square pressing. And the Padron Family Reserve 50 comes in 
a beautiful toro size, and I have it in my hand right now. About a five and a half by 50, 52 ring gauge. Suggested retail price, 50 bucks. A correction, 25 bucks. Didn't want to double the price on that. I was thinking of if you bought the two-pack. $25 per cigar. Is this a special occasion cigar? Yes. Is this a difficult cigar to obtain? Yes. Is this a cigar that you will absolutely enjoy each and every puff and savor? Absolutely yes. And I will savor every single puff today. The Padron Family Reserve, 50 years. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I've got my self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. This is such a beautiful cigar, I almost just want to hold it and touch it and look at it and not even decimate the top of the cap by, by cutting the cap. But I know, alas, I must enjoy this beautiful piece of art. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, I've got my Cigar Dave signature prototype from the R&D Laboratories, five jet flames with an adjustable. This is a new one they just uh, gave me. Got an adjustable top. Almost uh, feels like a, I hate to say this, a grenade in the hand. It just, that's the kind of look it is because it's got a huge tank. We're playing with it. We're experimenting with it. We'll see if we ever come out with this, but it will light my Padron 50 absolutely flawlessly today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, I will now take the Padron 50, Femme Reserve 50, and I will take my double-edged guillotine. Perfect cut. Now I will gently toast the foot. And wherever you are listening, make sure that you have your cigar. Gently toast the foot of this or any cigar that you have. Take your time. It is a ceremony. It is not to be rushed. It's kind of like the mint julep ceremony from Colonel Buckner. Just take your time. Make sure that we have the wrapper that is first lit. Cause combustion to the wrapper first, then the binder, and then the filler. And I should tell you that this morning I got uh, here to Command Center Alpha a little bit on the early side. And I was in uh, thinking to myself, oh, I'm doing all this preparation. Why not enjoy a cigar? Let me puff and rotate here. Great draw. Oh, the first few flavors. Mmm. Spice. Mmm. Mmm. Espresso-like hints of maple. A little bit nuttiness. Mmm. Wow. Sensational. Beautiful draw. Wonderful aroma. Feels great in the hand. Exceptional taste. As I was saying this morning, got in early. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, Dylan Austin, the brand manager of Camacho Cigars, I was uh, over talking with him about some of the new products in development already for 2015. He said, General, I'm going to give you a couple of cigars. These are Lonsdale sizes. We're not going to come out with a Lonsdale, but for testing purposes, this is what we like to smoke. These are going to be in the Camacho line. I want you to try these. Let me know what you think. And I said, well, they're mild, medium, fully goes. I'm not going to tell you. You tell me. Well, I had this today. First of all, construction was magnificent. Beautiful Colorado brownish wrapper. Mild to medium tones. Just a pleasant cigar, not a tinge of any bitterness or bite. I don't know what this cigar from Camacho is going to be, but it will be a big hit. No question about it. And this Padron Family Reserve 50 years that I have in my hand, this is going to be a huge hit. It will only come out one time per year to commemorate uh, their 50 anniversary, 50 years of, of uh, 
being in the cigar business back in 1964 when it all started. And I will tell you that George Padron spoke very eloquently, uh, really talked about the family, the history, what they went through, the thanks that he had for people in the industry, consumers. It was a wonderful evening, a memorable evening, one I certainly won't forget. And I've got some pictures that I'll uh, I'll tweet out over the next couple of days or so. But this Padron Family Reserve, magnificent. Now, we're celebrating Bourbon Heritage Month. I've got my cigar. I need a proper accoutrement. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I'm going to break out the Maker's Mark. The Maker's 46, Kentucky bourbon whiskey, barrel finished with oak staves. 94 proof, 47% alcohol by volume. And in the traditional Maker's Mark tradition, the top is sealed with beautiful red wax. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the Maker's Mark. Then we're going to talk about... The Makers 46. You will recall, of course, that Makers Mark, a couple of years ago, maybe about a year ago, year and a half ago, about a year and a half ago, had this brilliant idea that they would take their wonderful Makers Mark, the original Makers Mark, which has been made for years and years and years, nice since 1958, really at the time a super premium bourbon whiskey. And they would take it from 90 proof and they would cut it with additional water so that they could spread their available supply to meet demand. And they said that only by reducing the proof a little bit and by cutting it with a little bit of water, the consumer won't know the difference, but it will allow them to sell more of their Maker's Mark bourbon whiskey. That went over like a giant lead brick falling from a balloon at 5,000 feet per second. And I was one of the people that led the charge saying, you are tinkering with perfection. Why would you change it? And I got a Twitter campaign going, and lo and behold, two days later, Maker's Mark CEO comes out and says, we're not changing anything. We have listened. Maker's Mark started actually in 1954 after its originator, T. William Bill Samuels Sr. purchased a distillery in Loretto, Kentucky for $35,000. And the first bottle of Makers was bottled in 1958, featured the distinctive dip red wax seal. And actually, Makers Mark holds a trademark on the wax seal of their bottles. And in the 60s and 70s, emphasizing the super premium end of Makers Mark, they, in all their advertising, use the slogan, it tastes expensive, and it is. They acknowledge that it was expensive. So a very, very nice uh, whiskey, Makers, and... The Makers 40, let me tell you a little bit about the Makers first, then I'll get into the Makers uh, 46. It is Makers Mark aged for six years, and it is marketed when the company's tasters agree that it is ready to go. It is one of the few distilleries that rotates their barrels from the upper to lower levels of the aging warehouse during the aging process to even out the differences in temperature. Because the upper floors, the upper areas, are exposed to the greatest heat. Heat rises. So, therefore, they rotate the barrels. It is a uh, u- unusual in that no rye is used as part of their whiskey mash. Instead, they use red winter wheat, along with corn, which is, uh, as we know for bourbon, must be at least 51% of the mash, and they use some malted barley. Now, the wheat gives it a smoother complexion. 
The rye will give a bourbon a little bit more tanginess, a little bit more sharpness on the palate. But when you use wheat, it softens it up. So the original Maker's Mark is a very pleasant, medium-bodied bourbon. And now we're going to go to the Maker's 46, which is what I am going to enjoy. What they do is they age the Maker's 46 a bit longer inside the barrel that contains seared French oak staves. So long slats. The staves create bolder, more complex flavors while eliminating the bitterness that usually comes with whiskeys that are aged longer. Now, why are whiskeys that are aged a little bit longer, as I open up the bottle here and I pour it into my snifter, why is it that older whiskeys tend to be a little bit more fuller flavored, a little bit more tangy, a little bit richer? Why? Because you have more of the oak, the American oak, over time seeps into the into the actual whiskey itself. Now, when they use this process with the French oak staves, it creates a lot of flavor, but it eliminates the bitterness. So let me look at this. First of all, this is a very deep orange. Now, when we talk about bourbon tasting, let me take a, a moment here to talk about how to properly taste Kentucky bourbon. Bourbon has a wide range of aromas and flavors. And when you sample any bourbon or any whiskey, you should be looking for the following types of notes. Sweet aromatic flavors, fruit and floral flavors, spice flavors, some pepper, maybe some tobacco leaf, some cinnamon, wood flavors, cedar, oak, grain flavors, corn, malt, and rye. The second thing is you want to evaluate appearance. We look at the color. The longer a bourbon is matured, the color will be a little bit darker because it is in those charred oak barrels. We want to then, from the color, smell the aroma. Taste uh, or, or, or place the bourbon in a nice snifter, place it to our nose, and inhale the aroma. Swirl the glass two, three, four, five, six times. Then take a couple of very short sniffs. There's one. Two. Take another one. Now, what I'm getting here is some absolute citrus notes on the nasal cavity. A little bit of sweetness, a hint of muskiness, but very pleasant. Then we're going to look at the taste. We're going to taste the bourbon. I like to do the Kentucky Chew. I put it in my mouth, I swirl it, and I bite down. It's called the Kentucky Chew. I'm looking for the flavors on the palate, on the tongue, around the mouth. Is it bitter? Is it sweet? Is it sour? Is it tangy? And then as it goes down, I'm looking for the patented CDWF, the Cigar Dave Warmth Factor. Is there a long finish? Is it warm? Is it biting? Is it tangy as it goes down? Does it feel heat? Do you feel it down your esophagus? I'm looking for all those factors. This isn't a matter of just taking a sip and being done with it. This is an experience. This is, as connoisseurs, we want to note every single nuance. So I'm swirling it around, and the first thing that I'm going to know, and I'm going to take notes here that we will post, the first thing I'm looking at, this certainly is an orange, deep orange in color. Deep orange in color. I said the aroma, hints of citrus, sweetness, little mustiness, and now I'm going to take a taste. I will say cheers to all of you. Mmm. Mmm. Swirling it, chewing, 
Whoa. This has some serious flavor. This has rich spiciness. The warmth factor on this, I would say, I'll take another sip here. Mm, I would say it's about a seven, but very pleasant. This is going to be a rich bourbon. Again, it's aged at least six years. Consequently, the longer it's aged, the sharper, the more flavorful it's going to be. Now, one little note about the Maker's 46 that I would like to share with you. It is only made in the winter months. As bourbon matures, it absorbs flavors by moving in and out of the wood inside the charred oak barrels. The heat of the summer leads to more interaction with the barrel, while winter creates less interaction. So they age the Maker's 46 to taste. But unlike the original Maker's Mark, which ages between five and six years, it's a much smaller window for the Maker's 46. So they consequently bottle the Maker's 46 only during the winter months when the bourbon matures a little bit more slowly. And they taste it every day until it is ready to go. So the Maker's 46 suggested retail price for a 750 milliliter bottle is going to run you somewhere in the 35 to $40 range, depending on where you go. But this is a very lovely accoutrement to my Padron 50 Years Family Reserve. Absolutely exceptional. Lieutenants, when we come back, I will tell you about two items that are very disturbing. Disturbing what is going on in schools and the lack of respect in one of the issues, actually on both stories that I will tell you, one towards a, a former president, the other towards a current member of of our armed forces. It is an outrage. Both are outrageous items, and I want to share that with you. Second hour, we'll be joined by Harlan Wheatley, master distiller, Buffalo Trace. I'll be enjoying some Buffalo Trace with him and their very smooth, eagle rare, single barrel. I cannot wait to get to that. Got a brand new bottle. I will open for that. We'll take your calls at 877-DAVE-007 if it involves the alpha male good life. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames. You will hear it front and center right here on the Cigar Dave Show. Listen to Cigar Dave anytime, anywhere, with podcasts of the show. Download them through iTunes or visit CigarDave.com. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is gonna be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. 
Gurkha Cigar Group, maker of the world's finest cigars, is proud to announce several new cigars. Cellar Reserve Edition Especial has a Corojo wrapper and 18-year-age tobacco. It's a medium-body, full-flavor cigar that's packaged in a beautiful piano-finish mahogany box. Royal Challenge Maduro is set inside a traditional leather-style box with a platinum band and embellishment. It pairs the Habano Honduran binder and Nicaraguan Dominican filler with a perfect broadleaf Maduro wrapper. This mild-body, full-flavor cigar has a smooth draw with earthy, flavorful tones and a sweetness on the lips from the wrapper. The classic cigar, Havana Blend, is from the East India Trading Company. This cigar uses a proprietary blend and filler with 20 different tweakings of the blend to get it just right. It's a box-pressed, medium-body, full-flavor cigar, including earthy, nutty overtones. Get these new cigars and all Gurkha cigars at your local retailer. Gurkha Cigar Group, maker of the world's finest cigars. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. There may be trouble ahead But while there's moonlight and music and love and romance Let's face the music and dance Before the fiddlers have fled Before they ask us to pay the bill and while we still have the chance, let's face the music and dance. Ah, the great Frank Sinatra's The Cigar Dave Lounge is now open, pouring great libations and uh, handing out great cigars. i tell you what, I'm going to hold these two stories to the beginning of the next hour, talking about what's going on in schools that is absolutely outrageous. I want to have adequate time to delve into that. But first, let's say hello to Danny down in West Palm Beach. You are front and center with the general. General Long Ash to see you. Back at you. Yeah, I saw you at the 50th anniversary for drawing. That was an incredible event. It was nice to see you there. Yes, sir. What an outstanding evening it was. And uh, I have to tell you that the uh, the talent, the eye candy, outstanding. Without a doubt. The only thing missing, and I have to say, if there was one thing I could have chosen, was Buffalo Trace. Well, they didn't lack for much. They had everything there. They're, they're, yeah, the yeah. bars were flowing. The food was great. The desserts were great. Uh, there's no question. Buffalo Trace, uh, which I'll enjoy today, is a very fine bourbon. But they did everything first class at that event. That was a wonderful evening. I had not a one complaint. In fact, I, uh, I saw George in Orlando and told them that I was thrilled to be invited and to attend. And uh, just, they're great people. I mean, what you see is what you get. And, and they love when people walk into their, you know, right into the into their offices i'll walk in there and i'll see people that they know sitting around smoking a cigar schmoozing i'll see jose o padron checking out all the cigars uh he's he's the chief quality control guy if he doesn't approve it it's not going into a box that's 100 percent true and i was there in the weekend too i went there to the factory myself i'm out there a little bit and uh, we have a long history me and their family anyway so it's a great relationship and uh it was great to see you there 
That was fantastic. And Denny, I, I appreciate uh, that you were able to, uh, uh, I was able to see you and that, uh, and that you enjoyed. It really was a spectacular evening. There's no question about it. Let's say hello to uh, Bryce right here in the Cigar City area. You are front and center. Hey, long answer, Gerald. Back at you. Hey, quick question. So, uh, well, obviously, Bourbon Heritage Month is probably one of the best times of the year. I'm actually having some uh, Noah's Mill right now myself, um, which is nice. Pretty strong, but, but really smooth. Um, my question for you today is, uh, in my aging humidor, okay, so I, I talked to you before, and, and it, it holds 100. I had about 60 to 70 sticks in there, and you had mentioned about rotating them in the box every now and then, the different layers. So I just rotated them the other day, and I noticed that the top layer of sticks, the bands on them are really loose, and the caps on them look like they're peeling back a little bit. Is that from too much humidity, not enough? I mean, what, Could be not enough. Could be not enough. That's what it sounds like if the caps are uh... – do they feel dry to the touch? Uh, you know, they really don't really feel dry. Um, maybe like in between, like dry and like. Okay, what I would do is check check the hygrometer, make sure that it's seventy degrees, seventy percent humidity. I recommend yeah. a cigar oasis, and I recommend I, that you, if you have too many cigars in the humidor, what will happen is you won't have that proper humidity flow and circulate around the cigars. So make sure it is not overstuffed. Bryce, here's what I'll do for you. I'm going to put in the August Officers Club selection of the San Latano the Bulls. Nice, full-flavored cigar from A.J. Fernandez. Beautiful stick. It is coming your way. Lieutenants, much more. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames around the corner. I'll tell you about two items happening in schools which are just almost shocking. And I'll tell you about how some dames are going off the deep end. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Let me take staff announcer, voice talent Ed's suggestion by firing up a cigar, which I already have. I will take a puff of my Padron Family Reserve 50 years. Oh, is that nice. Now I will sip on my libation. I put some rocks into my Maker's 46, mellow it out just a tad, Take a sip of that. And by the way, the reason I like to use a whiskey snifter is because as I go to take the sip of my bourbon or my whiskey, my nose naturally goes into, it is designed so that the nose goes right into the into the, into the glass, the snout of the glass, so that you get the aroma on the nose as you are taking a sip. I'll do that now. Mmm. Wow. What a great sensory experience the nose the mouth the aroma everything welcome back hour number two of the cigar dave show 877 dave 007 877 328 3007 the twitter feed very hot today 
at Cigar Dave Show later in this hour. Actually, in about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by Harlan Wheatley. He is the master distiller of Buffalo Trace. We'll be talking about their whole lineup of great bourbons. In fact, the Buffalo Trace Distillery is considered to be the oldest of all bourbon-producing distilleries in the country. So we'll talk about their eponymously named Buffalo Trace. We'll talk about the Eagle Rare, which I have a bottle of here, which is a uh, single-barrel whiskey. I've got that. I will talk about their experimental collection, which is a very unique project they have going on, their single oak project. The Pappy Van Winkle. Very. If you can get a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle 23-year-old, good luck. If you can, it's going to cost you a bundle. So we're going to talk about the Pappy Van Winkle. Actually, they had a big theft, 74 cases of the Pappy Van Winkle stolen last year. We'll talk about that. We'll also get into their White Dog, which is a essentially a corn whiskey at 125 proof before it goes into the barrel to be aged as bourbon. We'll also talk about their Blanton single barrel and their other lineup. So we'll talk with Harlan in just a few minutes. A couple of things I want to uh, let you know that on Saturday, September 27th, lieutenants, we will conduct our entire show will be devoted to bourbon tasting maneuvers. We've got sommelier Dave Cavanis, mixologist Ryan will be front and center in Humidor 1A Command Center Alpha as we taste about a dozen to 14 different bourbons, and we'll create some great bourbon libationary concoctions that mixologist Ryan will come up with. And October 4th, the following Saturday, we get right into Cigar Oktoberfest. There is no rest for yours truly. Bourbon Heritage Month this month, Cigar Oktoberfest in October. Got some great beers that I've already selected that we'll be enjoying, and I'll start posting a list of some of the beers, so if you want to try to find them, you can join us along for Cigar Oktoberfest. We'll also give you the list. We'll tweet out and put on Facebook as well as our web uh, at CigarDave.com website. We will put the bourbon selections that we will taste on our bourbon tasting show Saturday, September 27th. Now, we're going to be making an announcement at the start of Cigar Oktoberfest on Saturday, October 24th maybe even a week sooner. All I want to say is I want you to mark down the date, Saturday, November 22nd, lieutenants. Saturday, November 22nd, we have an event that will take place here in the Cigar City. We're going to change the Cigar Festival layout a little bit. It's going to change. We're going to make this into an all-VIP event limited to about 275 to 300 lucky lieutenants. This is going to be an event that will be absolutely over the top. We're going to have beer tastings. We're going to have scotch tastings. We're going to have a wonderful selection of cigars that everybody will receive. Full buffet from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's going to be over the top. We'll have all the details for now. All I want you to do is mark down Saturday, November 22nd. It's going to be an all-VIP event. It's going to be $150 a ticket. Well, you know what? I'll go ahead and just give you a little hint. It's going to be at the Hard Rock, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino by the pool. I'll just leave it at that. I'm going to give a little bit of a hint right now. There it is. I shouldn't have said it, but I did. But I'm just going to leave it at that. We're going to have all the info posted on Saturday, October 4th. It will be an epic event. One of the things that people have said to me is, General, I love when you do the Charlotte event, the Buffalo event. We like the intimacy. We like the fact that we can engage in one-on-one and, you know, get nice and close to the action. And the Cigar Festival became so successful and so big that it got too big. 
So what we want to do is scale it down where we just limit it to about 300 lucky lieutenants. I, I think the capacity is going to be somewhere between 270, 250 to 300. I'm saying about 270. So tickets will go very quickly. We'll have all the ticket information when we make the official announcement. But it will include everything. A great Tampa-themed buffet with some great alpha male meat products on there as well we're going to have great cigars from some great uh, tampa-based cigar manufacturers great spirits it's going to be a wonderful day no ifs ands or buts by the pool we may even get mick the brit to get into the pool who knows and i also have heard that there may be some of the hard rock girls who will be scantily clad by the pool just for us that day so it should be a wonderful event and we're going to have an after party right afterward at the Seminole Hard Rock uh, uh, Casino and Hotel. So just mark it down for now. Saturday, November 22nd, we'll give everybody ample time. Make sure you follow me on Twitter and at Facebook because that's where we'll initially make the uh, uh, put up the link as well as CigarDave.com for you to be able to buy your tickets. They're going to go fast. I know they're going to sell out. Our VIP tent last year at the Cigar Heritage Festival or the Cigar Festival sold out very quickly. We've got more seats, obviously, but it's going to go very, very quickly. It's not going to be as large capacity-wise as our Buffalo event. So those of you that are thinking of coming down to the Cigar City, the weather's great in November, one of the greatest months of the year. The humidity's low. The temperature's wonderful. By the time that November rolls around, it's going to be cold and overcast in the east, the Midwest, the upper, uh, the, the Pacific Northwest. So that is when you need to come down to the Cigar City for a very big event that we will make the announcement on. So suffice it to say, Saturday, November 22nd, lieutenants, is going to be one hell of a great day for Alpha Males and those that uh, attend our event. We're not even going to tell you the name of it. It's a new name. We've got a great, cool logo. And by the way, one other thing, everybody that attends, I've got a – those of you that attended in Buffalo, you know we gave out to our VIPs a set of four – specially imprinted Cigar Dave smoke-on-the-water whiskey glasses. Well, we've got something up our sleeve, libation-wise, that you're going to, a nice gift that you're going to receive. So for 150 bucks, lieutenants, you're going to say, I probably should have paid 250 for all the all the goodies and everything you're going to receive. But we want to make sure everybody has a great time and gets great value. So just mark it down for now, Saturday, November 22nd, the Seminole Hard Rock Casino and Hotel in the Cigar City going to be a magnificent event. This is the big event that happens in the Cigar City. There's only one event that takes place. This is it. Now, I told you in the last hour, very quickly, that I wanted to talk about two items uh, that occurred uh, this past week that are very, very disturbing and disconcerting. First of all, Rochester, Michigan, Rochester Adams High School, Lieutenant Colonel Sherwood Baker was taking his daughter to school and was uh, coming to school to speak with his daughter's guidance counselor regarding her class schedule. And as he approached the building, he was turned away. Why was he turned away? Because he was wearing his army fatigues, his army uniform. Before he was allowed to even enter the building, a security guard stopped him and said that, He's not allowed in the school, and he told him that men and women in uniform were not allowed because it may offend another student. Offending from what? Someone's offended because we have an honorable man that serves his country with pride 
and serves in our armed forces? I'm not offended by that. Are you offended by that? I doubt it. So who is offended by this? Maybe enemies of America. But this is the most outrageous and ludicrous thing. Anybody in uniform, so what? A policeman comes in, you're not going to allow them in? You're not going to allow a, if, if somebody, there's a medical emergency, you're not going to allow a, 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 a member of the fire department or somebody from the rescue team to come in, a paramedic to come in because they're in uniform? I never heard of such nonsense. Rochester School Superintendent Robert Shaner, who is a veteran himself, came out immediately, apologized to the family, and said the district has apologized for any perception that individuals in uniform are not welcome in the school. The district does not have a policy excluding individuals in uniform and will be working with administration and the firm that handles our security to make sure district policies are understood and communicated accurately. Now, why do we even have to get to that point where a superintendent has to apologize? Why in the world would a security guard stop someone in uniform, a member of the military who's taking his daughter to school? People who work are in uniform in many instances. If you work for an airline, you work for a restaurant, you work for a hotel, you work for the police, the fire department, the military, you come in uniform. Real simple. Fire the schmuck security guard that denied entry to Lieutenant Colonel Sherwood Baker. Get rid of his ass right now. I wonder, is the guy even legal? Maybe he's offended because he has a problem with uh, with our armed forces because maybe he's an illegal alien. I don't know if he is or not. But I'm getting a little tired of people saying they're offended by this and that. That we can't display an American flag. We can't talk about 9-11 because somebody... Some Islamic fundamentalist is going to be, radical is going to be offended. This is nonsense. Offended? I'd salute the man. In fact, here in South Tampa, where we originate the Cigar Dave show from Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A, where we're headquartered, we're very close. We're a stone's throw away from McDill Air Force Base and Central Command. When I go out to lunch or I make run errands, I see a ton of our armed forces members that are in uniform. We see them at lunch. We see them out and about. Most of the time we chat with them and uh, and we're proud that they're part of our community here. We're proud that they serve. I give them a snappy salute when I see them. I'm not offended. I have no earthly idea who could ever be offended by a member of our armed forces wearing their uniform. That is an honor. There's nothing in any way, shape, or form, offensive. Very quickly here. In fact, I'm going to hold this next story for the last segment because I, I know I want to talk to uh, to uh, Harlan Wheatley of Buffalo Trace, uh, master distiller, in just a few moments after the break. But I'm going to tell you in the last segment of the show about a homework assignment that Washington, D.C. sixth graders in a specific class were asked to complete, uh, to compete, complete comparing President Bush to Adolf Hitler. There is no comparison. When I tell you this story, you will flip. You will not believe it. Lieutenants, we'll continue celebrating Bourbon Heritage Month right around the corner as we're joined by Harlan Wheatley, Master Distiller, Buffalo Trace Distillery. Want to know what's on the General's mind during the week? Interact with him anytime on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. I cannot tell you how many times lieutenants come up to me and say, General, I wish I could enjoy the same great cigars you get to sample before everyone else. Well, good news. For the last nine years, you've been able to do that. If you've joined my Cigar Dave's Officers Club, every month, you will receive three cigars direct to your door, shipped in a fantastic Officers Club custom Ziploc cigar pouch. Membership is $22.95 per month. There's no long-term contracts. You're not satisfied? You can cancel whenever you want. It makes a great gift for birthdays, holidays. In fact, I suggest you take an Officers Club membership and spoil yourself. Sample the gamut from mild to full, natural to Maduro, robusto to perfecto. The Cigar Dave's Officers Club has great cigars delivered to you every single month. Join today at CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club and enjoy great cigars. I've traveled around the world, played poker with sharks, and chased the thrill of first love. But no experience matches the new 1875 Romeo y Julieta. Crafted in Honduras with specially aged vintage tobaccos, rich, bold, spicy, notes of hickory and dark chocolate. Available exclusively to local tobacconists, 1875 Romeo y Julieta. The next chapter in your favorite love story. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. general has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. Bourbon Heritage Month, we celebrate America's unique, distinct spirit that goes down ever so smoothly and is a wonderful accompaniment to our cigars and is my pleasure to uh, welcome Harlan Wheatley, Master Distiller of Buffalo Trace Distillery here to the Cigar Dave Show. Harlan, great to have you on again. Glad to be here. Harlan, uh, tell us a little bit about your background, how you became a master distiller. Well, I've got, uh, I'm from Kentucky. I've got family that was in the distilling business, and um, I had a, went to college at the University of Kentucky. My degrees in chemical engineering and, and chemistry I had two degrees, and uh, really boiled down to it. I didn't want to leave too far from home. Uh, and the industry is pretty big there in Kentucky, so um, 
I was fortunate enough to have a position come open there in Frankfurt at uh, Buffalo Trace, uh, straight out of college, and I've been there about 20 years and uh, been exposed to a lot of great, great guys like Elmer T. Lee and Gary Gayhart, and gave me a lot of good experience on the job training, you know, and things, and so it just all worked out. Now, the Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is located in Frankfort, Kentucky, uh, has been known as the George T. Stagg Distillery, the OFC Distillery. Uh, now it's known by the namesake uh, brand Buffalo Trace uh, Distillery. But that is the oldest continuously operating distillery in the country, correct? It is, and uh, it's also the largest capacity, uh, single capacity, for, for bourbon whiskey. So uh, it's, a, it's a pretty large facility. We're about 140 acres uh, and we uh, crank out a lot of bourbon. And that is on the uh, National Historic uh, Register, uh, the National Register of Historic Places, uh, because it was built it initially is. back in 1920. You got it. And uh, one of the things we're pretty proud of is the fact that we're also operating. So it's a National Historic Landmark, which, along with a couple other thousand uh, landmarks, however, it's one of the few working landmarks. Let's talk about, uh, you've got a whole lineup of, of incredible bourbons, and we're going to touch on a few of them. you got Buffalo Trace. I've got actually a bottle of Buffalo Trace in front of me, an Eagle Reserve single barrel that, that I'll be enjoying today during, uh, during our discussion. But I also want to get into your experimental collection, which, by the way, I cannot find anywhere. Everywhere I go, they're like, nope, sorry, sold out, can't get it. So, so yeah. I'm going to try to have to get uh, my hands on that, but I want to talk about the Single Oak Project, of course, Pappy Van Winkle. Uh, the White Dog, which is kind of a very unique spirit, and the Blanton Single Barrel. But first, let's talk about the namesake, the eponymously named Buffalo Trace. Tell me about that bourbon, the origins, uh, and, and what the Buffalo Trace, uh, what goes into that. You know, we, uh, we've been distilling there for 240 years, and we made a lot of different products. Uh, but, but the thing is, we, uh, we weren't really... Uh, known for, um, we didn't. When you came to the story, you didn't really know where you had been. In 1998, we uh, we started this bourbon because we wanted a um, bourbon that represented the story. And the reason we were there is because uh, the Buffalo cross the Kentucky River. And the reason the, the story settled and built there is because the buffalo forged a trail or a trace. And so we, we did that in honor of that legacy. And when we started the product, uh, I was fortunate enough to be part of that. And when we started that product, uh, we wanted to put the very best all-around bourbon that we can put into that product. And so it's an eight-year-old, small batch, you know, you know very hands-on. We're able to control quality. The package was voted on by the employees, so it's a true offering of the distillery, and um, and we think it's our best all-round bourbon. And it did this year, 2014, the International Wine of Spirits in uh, California Challenge. It did win a gold medal this year, and it continues to win a few few medals. So it's not just us saying it's pretty good quality. Yeah, and the, for the price, twenty-five, thirty-dollar range, you, you you can't go wrong. And uh, I am the reason I first bought the Buffalo Trace way back is because I'm from Buffalo, New York originally. Huge Buffalo Bills fan. So as soon as I saw the Buffalo, I said, I've got to buy this no matter what. 
And the, the icing on the cake was that it is a great bourbon. So I want to get into more about the Buffalo Trace. We'll get into the Eagle Rare as well as many of the other offerings from Buffalo Trace Distillery. Harlan Wheatley, Master Distiller of Buffalo Trace Distillery, is our guest. We celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month. I've got my glass of Buffalo Trace poured. When we come back, I will give you my taste analysis. We'll continue our conversation with Harlan. Everything we need to know about Buffalo Trace, we're going to learn today as we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month. The September selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Syndicato and the new Syndicato Maduro by Syndicato Cigars. The Syndicato Maduro is wrapped with a dark brown Mexican maroon with an Esteli double binder and filler of Jalapa and Esteli. It's easy to join the Officers Club. Get all the details at CigarDave.com. walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper. The Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit RoyalGoldCigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar Cigar Dave. Dave. Celebrating Bourbon Heritage Month, Harlan Wheatley, Master Distiller, Buffalo Trace Distillery, joining us front and center. Harlan, I have just poured a uh, beautiful glass of the Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And before I get ready to do my color analysis and my aroma analysis and taste analysis, tell us about uh, this specific bourbon, the composition, the various elements, raw materials that you use. I know obviously corn at least 51%, but uh, what makes the Buffalo Trace bourbon unique? Well, uh, the main thing, the main difference between Buffalo Trace probably competitors is again small batch 
very hands-on. We taste every single batch, and we actually compare it to the very first batch we made in 1999. We use corn, rye, and malted barley. So we say it's a rye uh, bourbon, bourbon whiskey, straight bourbon whiskey. And uh, we, our target is eight years old, even though we don't put that on the bottle. That's our, that's our target. We, you know, with our taste profile. And what we're looking for, it's one of our low rye uh, recipes. So we're looking for sweetness, but we're also balancing that with age and with that rye to give it a little bit of character and complexity. So um, I think, it, you know, compared to our competitors in that price range, you're going to get a lot more flavor. You're going to get a little bit of complexity and spice and uh, true bourbon character. So, Well, and interesting because... Earlier in the show, I was talking about when you have an older bourbon, you're going to have more of the charred oak wood flavors, which gives it a little bit more strength, more fuller flavor. And if you add a high rye content, you're really going to have a a, a a flavorful powerhouse. So with the lower rye content and the longer age, that balances out the Buffalo Trace a bit? That's right. That's what we're after. We're trying to balance that flavor um, as it ages. So the oldest of that recipe is the George T. Stagg. And we let that go for 15 years. And, um, of course, that's barrel strength. And so you're getting everything you love about that bourbon, everything, you know, there is uncut and unfiltered in the stag. So. And let's talk about barrel barrel. strength. Why, why you're talking about that, for people that may not know, what is barrel strength? We've got, we've got a few bourbons that we offer at barrel strength. And the reason we do that is because we want to show everybody what the maximum flavor and characteristics there are in that recipe. So we use, like, uh, the Buffalo Trace recipe for, for the stag, so that recipe. And then we also use the uh, Thomas Handy, which is the rye whiskey. So if you like rye whiskeys, then we offer that. And then we also, instead of using rye, we use wheat. So wheated bourbon and the William LaRue Weller. And so those three main recipes are our, kind of our, you know, flagstaff recipe flagship recipes, uh, and and we offer them at that full strength. So nothing is removed. There's no filtration. It's basically straight out of the barrel minus the char. Gotcha. Now, I have the Buffalo Trace in front of me here, so I'm going to swirl it in my my whiskey uh, snifter here. First thing I'm noticing, the color. It's light light caramel color, almost with a slight amber hue, but very, uh, very pleasant looking. Going to take the aroma here. Take one more sniff here. Trying to be a professional, Harlan, like a master distiller such as yourself to really capture all That's the right. nuances. And I'm noticing That's some right. sweetness. Can definitely notice the corn. A little bit of a floral type note on my on my nose here, but very very pleasant. Almost say a sweetness on the on the nose. Yep. And, yep. You should you should be getting that. And I'm going to say cheers to you. And I'm going to take a sip. Wow, that is very smooth. A little bit of warmth on the... I use the CDWF. I call it the Cigar Dave Warm Factor, yep. 1 to 10. And there's no right or wrong where it's not like you're rating something. To me, it's just how much warmth is there on the palate going down. To me, it's about a 5, but it's very smooth. I like the flavor. Right. I can taste a little bit of the rye. Definitely that that eight years of, of aging in the barrel, you get a little bit of that spiciness, but it is a very, very pleasant uh, sipping bourbon. And I'm going to, I always, before I do anything, Harlan, I always sip it neat. 
I want to get the full flavor. And then I'll put a couple of rocks in there and and then uh, chill it just a little bit. But very pleasant. And again, for the price, I think I've seen this anywhere between $25 to $28. You can't go wrong. That's, that's, that's kind of the way we feel about it, but it's up to the customer. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we, if we have a room full of 100 people, uh, generally there's going to be 25 or 30 of those that really, really like it, and then there's going to be 25 or 30 people that really like, say, rye whiskey, or they might like a weeded bourbon. So that's, that's why we try to diversify our products. Um, you know, if you're not quite happy with that taste profile, then we can, we can offer other things. But that's our flagship. That's the one we're most proud of. So. Uh, Harlan, is that the number one seller for, uh, for our, Buffalo Trace? Yeah, that's our, that is our number one product, and that's the one that we make the most of. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're continuing to build for the future. You know, uh, people ask me, what do you do these days? And we're basically preparing for – we're managing growth, basically, and we're preparing for the future. So. I was going to say, we, we talked about Maker's Mark earlier because I sipped some Maker's 46, and a year and a half ago when Maker's had the brilliant idea that they would cut down the, they would add a little bit more water content, so they would cut the bourbon uh, and came out saying, well, it doesn't change the taste in any way, shape, or form. My answer at the time was, why would you screw around with a product that has been so successful? And to your diehard consumers, you are changing the product. And boy, after two days of backlash, they changed their tune yeah. very, very quickly. And even though bourbon is, is the number one growth spirit now in the United States, and I'd probably venture the entire world, just like cigars uh, had a, a big renaissance, big explosion, manufacturers have to be very careful. And, and so you're preparing for the future. So you want to anticipate needs, but at the same time, you don't want to just pump out qua- a, a, a huge quantity and degrade the product right. in any way, shape, or form. Right. There's lots of ways to manage the growth. Uh, makers chose that, uh, and, you know, they retracted it. But, but one of the ways, that, unfortunately for us, we're just simply not going to change the quality of our products. But the, the negative to that is we literally run out of bourbon. So, right. uh, you know, eight years ago we made a certain amount of bourbon, and that's all we've got. You know, people ask me all the time, why don't you just make more? And I would love to, um, but... We have to let it age for eight years, which is a little bit different than other distilleries. Uh, the average age for other distilleries is probably around four years old, four or five at the most, and our products are seven or eight years old. So um, it, it requires us to do a lot more planning, put a lot more bourbon away. We have to have more storage. Uh, so, you know, a little bit more planning uh, involved. But I can't snap my fingers and have more today. I'll have plenty in eight years, hopefully. But uh, that depends on the demand. So, you know, everybody needs a crystal ball. And you can't rush the hands of time. You cannot rush uh, father, uh, father uh, time or mother nature. That's ex- proven that. That's exactly times. right. Well, I have to tell you, this Buffalo Trace goes beautifully with my Padron Family Reserve 50-year cigar, which is a uh, also a very limited offering. Just wonderful compliment. Now, let's talk about the Eagle Reserve. I've just opened the bottle, and as you t- tell us about it, I'm going to pour it. Beautiful-looking bottle. Uh, Eagle is probably my favorite bird because it, to me, symbolizes um, the expanse of the United States. It symbolizes freedom. It's our national, really, bird symbol uh, for good reason because it's a powerful, strong bird. So tell me about Eagle Rare Single Barrel. Eagle Rare is uh, something that we've been really happy with uh, over the years because we took a brand. You know, Eagle Rare has been around for a long time, but we basically renovated it in a in 2000 
and we changed the product completely from, you know, an everyday bourbon to a single barrel, 10 year old, uh, bourbon. And we redid the package. The package has won a few awards, uh, by itself, but it's, you know, it's a full body. Uh, again, that is also the Buffalo Trace recipe. Now the difference is you're doing single barrel, 10 years old, um, more flavor out of the wood, you know, more time in the wood. It also has different locations in the warehouse, which does play, play a role in that bourbon um, because it's such a small amount when we bottle it. Um, so, you know, you're getting more flavor. Uh, some people say that it might uh, be a little bit smoother. I don't know. It just depends on, you know, the person uh, because personally I like both, you know, for different reasons. But you're definitely picking up more flavor, a little bit darker usually. Um, yeah, a little bit darker, but not much. So this is essentially the same Buffalo Trace mash bill. The only difference right. is is that age 10 years, and it comes from a single barrel. That's right. Now, do you get nuances from the various barrels based upon, we talked about this, based upon where the location is, so that every Eagle Rare single barrel could be just a little bit different with the slight nuances and taste? That's a true statement, uh, but we do still compare our Eagle Rares to a standard. So we, we put, let's say, 50 samples on a table, and we'll taste all 50 samples. And, though, and, you know, based on all the upfront work, so we'll do same recipe, same style, same fermentation, same yeast, same style barrels that have been aged for six months. The charring's the same. So we try to do a lot of work up front to keep it consistent, but you still have nuances within the wood. Um, and we try to go to generally the same locations in the warehouse. So really the only variable it's tough to manage is the wood. So you do get changes and we still, so the reason we taste that table is we compare it to that, you know, that standard. And for some reason it's off a little bit or different, then we'll just not use it. Uh, so we do, you know, it's pretty consistent. However, if you bought a bottle four years ago, there might be a slight difference uh, one way or the other, but, but it should be pretty consistent. Well, let me. I've got it in my uh, my snifter here, and I would say that it is what I call a rosado golden color, meaning uh, rosado in Spanish is red, so it's a reddish golden hue. Let me take a little sniff here, the aroma. I would say it's uh, my first note. It's very tame. It's very smooth notes of vanilla, but uh, just very pleasant. Uh, let me now take a taste. I'll say cheers. Hmm. Wow. Very balanced, smooth. Um, delicious. No bite. No, I'm not noticing for a 10-year, yeah. I'm not noticing that real harsh spiciness. It's just uh, very pleasant with a deeper warmth than the Buffalo Trace. One of the things we're pretty uh, adamant about is on all of our bourbons and whiskeys, really. Well, in fact, everything we produce... Uh, you, we don't want the B word, either bite or burn. Right. Uh, you know, if you if you get that, there's an impurity in there somewhere that shouldn't be there. And, you know, it, it's hot from alcohol. There's a difference. Sure. Um, but if you, if you, even the stag, which is sometimes 145 proof, you shouldn't get a unpleasant burn. You'll get the alcohol, uh, but you will not get a, you know, it's a drinkable product even at 145 proof. Uh, and that's all by design, uh, not because of yeast, because of the way we distill it. 
you know, the way we age it and all that is by design. Uh, you know, and, it, and you're really splitting hairs to to a consumer uh, that drinks it casually. They may not pick up on some of those things, but if you drink it every day and continue, you know, to try different bourbons, you'll you'll figure out there's some bourbons that are better than others. Uh, well, this is very like smooth anything. for, for like, a for tenure, yeah. it's beautiful. I mean, just absolutely pleasant. And suggested retail somewhere between thirty to thirty-five. I saw this locally here for about thirty. I think thirty-one ninety-nine for a ten-year age bourbon single barrel. That's cheap. Yep. Well, we try to, and actually, we do that with all of our products. We try to be fair, uh, even though these days you can get. I've seen bottles that sell for three thousand bucks. Right. Uh, but that's not us. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we, we charge a fair price because we're planning for the long haul. Uh, we're, we're looking, you know, 23 years, 25 years down the road. And we're not, we don't want people to think that we're gouging and, and we're taking advantage of the, you know, the situation. You're so building loyal consumers and that's exactly what you want. You want those consumers in 15, 20, 30 years. That's right. That's what we're trying to do. Harlan, can I keep you on for a couple of more minutes after this uh, time out here? Because I want to talk about the Pappy Van Winkle, then I want to talk about your single oak project and your experimental collection. Our guest is Harlan Wheatley, master distiller, Buffalo Trace. Our final concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show is next. Catch the Cigar Dave Show anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app, available for Android and iOS. It is a real smoking app. Go to CigarDave.com for info. Wow, the new Super Lee Hero from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Lee Hero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nimish, and that's why this cigar is so special, because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-body smoker, you're gonna love this cigar, because this character with the Super Ligero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's gonna enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October. Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no, it's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up The Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And the Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase The Banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of The Banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. 
Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Enough to get me high. Appropriate song as we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month here on the Cigar Dave Show. Rejoined by Harlan Wheatley, master distiller of Buffalo Trace. Harlan, let's talk about the Pappy Van Winkle. Now, a very, when you talk about Pappy Van Winkle, the 23 year, very, very rare, very expensive. I know last year there was a, uh, a major theft. Has that been solved? You no, know, it hadn't been solved. Uh, you know, we, we, the you know the thing is it's still an investigation, so I can't really talk about it much. But, right. But, you know several several things we've done to improve the situation. And of course, we've upped our security a whole lot, which helps. Um, and um, but you know still under investigation. Let's talk about the Pappy Van Winkle. What makes that Pappy Van Winkle so sought after and so uh, in demand? You know, I think I think over the years, what's happened is. You know, it's very limited supply. You know, we don't have a lot of it, I mean, for the world. Um, and that's the first thing. It's very limited, uh, hard to get. And then, you know, secondly, the, just the simple fact that it's pretty good, pretty good bourbons. Um, and with wheat, you know, we, we only have one wheated recipe. And with wheat, it ages, I always say it ages gracefully. In other words, the wheat is the dominant flavor in that bourbon. Uh, and as it ages, it doesn't give way to the barrel, uh, so it holds on to its flavor and character longer than it does than a rye bourbon, uh, and it just ages gracefully. We're very careful when we put those barrels away that we don't put them in really high floors to where they age too fast, and then we also enter them a little bit lower proof, which allows it to age, you know, gracefully. So we do a lot of things up front to make sure that that bourbon is good at the age of 20, 23 years old. So it's very special, uh, very uh, unique, and uh, hard to find. And, you know, of course, with that, when demand goes up, you know, generally it's hard to find. And tell me about the tasting notes on the Pappy Van Winkle. How, how does that compare to your Buffalo Trace and your Eagle Rare? Well, generally, uh, weeded bourbons are a little bit more mellow. A lot of people use that word. So if you drink a we start out life in our, in our weeded line at seven years old with our Weller brand. And when you drink that, compare that to Buffalo, they're similar in age. But the Weller is maybe a little bit more mellow, uh, more, I don't want to use the word neutral because there's still plenty of flavor, but it doesn't have that spiciness from the rye. It's just like weeded bread and rye bread, uh, kind of the difference between those two. Right. And you get that, that same thing carry over in the bourbon. So as you age, you're picking up wood character, and we go all the way up to 23 years old. So if you like a lot of that oakiness and flavor from the wood, and then you balance that with the you know the mellow weeded 
flavor than floppy. You know, it's a pretty good bourbon. What's the suggested retail of the Pappy Van Winkle 23? <laughs> For us, we suggest about $250. Uh, but I, you know, these days it's hard to find it uh, for that. And like I said, I've seen bottles sell for six thousand dollars, but that's not us. Um, You know, we. But our suggested retail is about two hundred fifty. I got about a minute and a half left. So, Harlan, tell me about the experimental collection and the single oak project. You know, those are two real special. You know, we're known for variety, and then we're also known for innovation. Uh, And those are really kind of two ways to get at innovation for us and the products. We experiment a lot with different flavors, different recipes, and then we're able to offer those to the public with the experimental collection. Uh, So if we try something with a different grain or a different style distillation, whatever, then we can offer it under that label of the experimental. So it's very limited. Uh, You know, we might only have two barrels to give to the world, but we're really interested in feedback. So we give that out, we sell it, and we let people buy that, and then they'll you know, uh, call in with feedback. And the single oak is an extension of that experimental projects that we do. And it's, it's a, basically a 12-year project where we went out and selected oak trees and we tagged them and then made specific barrels and then we put bourbon away in those specific barrels. And what we're trying to do is relate how the tree uh, reacts with the, with the bourbon. And, and that way you can trace the you know, some of those flavors all the way back to the tree. Uh, And then at the end of this 12 years, we're getting feedback from the public and we're taking a vote and which barrel they like the best, which will narrow it down to which tree produced the best bourbon. And then we're going to release a single oak bourbon determined by the general public. So it'll be the first ever bourbon that was determined by the general public. Well, Harlan, uh, I've got to get up to the Buffalo Trace Distillery, and hopefully you'll give me samples of everything and I can be involved in selecting uh, which which one of those will be the uh, the ultimate winner. So, Harlan, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, Harlan Wheatley, Master Distiller, Buffalo Trace. Uh, always a pleasure, and we look forward to having you on again. All right, thank you. My pleasure. Lieutenants, i got to get some of that Pappy Van Winkle 23 and some of that experimental collection. Hey, very quickly, Lieutenants, this and I, I couldn't get to that story on the D.C. Uh, school uh, item. I'll get to that next week. I will be in Detroit at the Genuine Cigar Lounge this coming Thursday for Cigars Under the Stars to benefit the Great Lakes Burn Camp. Cigar Day, the general saying, may your humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May your ash be extra, extra long. And may your bourbon always be smooth and warm on the way down. <laughs>